fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him off to the 30. He's gone. He's gone. What a move. It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. He goes to the near side, and it's picked off. Intercepted. From the fantasy heroes. Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy fix. And for that, we're pleased to be joined by one of the best in the business, our good friend Michael Harmon from SwollenDome.com. Mike, thanks for taking the time. Let's start in Carolina. Greg Olson out with the broken foot. Cam Newton has looked wobbly coming back from his shoulder procedure. Would you continue to start Cam moving forward? Well, I think you got him on the, the board for this week because you're at home against New Orleans, who I think the three of us and eight of our buddies uh, might be able to put some points on the board right now. Okay, that's not, not true. I got a bad first step. But the, the fact of the matter is, you know, you, you lose Greg Olson, you lose your what has been your number one target, a little bit of a bounce back thus far from Benjamin. But right now, Newton's a, a top-end number two quarterback for me because we're not getting the rushing efforts that we've seen in the past. 11 attempts, total of 30 yards through two games, not moving well, not throwing the ball well. Uh, I'll find other options. Mike, when you look at how Ezekiel Elliott played against the Broncos and how bad he played, uh, some claim he quit on the team. Is he still a guy you can rely on? Yeah, well, you're not going to face a Denver squad quite so so regularly. So, you know, we can't kick him out altogether, but certainly some concerns about about effort plays and some of the demeanor on the sideline. I think that'll probably carry with him going forward, but you're looking at a road matchup against an Arizona squad struggling thus far, and for Elliott, they get back to basics. As long as they don't fall behind in a big way, he should still be able to put up his points. Now, how long this drags out in the courts, we'll see how much that affects him in terms of you know the mental preparation, and, and right now it's too early early to call that a trend, uh, but perhaps we found a little bit of the blueprint in terms of what to do with, with Dallas. Stretch him out uh, and try to go over the top against that defense, and if you can get a lead, make Dak Prescott uh, work a little harder because Des Bryant not getting the separation he once did. Mike, because you are a pop culture historian, you know that Johnny Carson, prior to taking over for Jack Parr in The Tonight Show, hosted a game show called Who Do You Trust?, that's not important. How much do you trust Trevor Simeon coming off the four touchdowns he had against the Cowboys? You mean other than his wildcat background, you know, and my bleeding of purple? Oh, stop. You, you stick me, Cordell. Stop. Your blood is purple. <laughs> <laughs> no? Uh, all right. I, I like the two wideouts that you got, and obviously C.J. Anderson coming back and running hard after some injury concerns a year ago. Uh, you, you've got a blueprint that works. Defense is going to set him up with advantageous field position uh, this week on the road at Buffalo. Not the best of spots, but certainly worth consideration as a high-end number two, and, and certainly uh, on the waiver wire, people have ignored him. We, we talked about him last week, and, and certainly I, I tried to tout him, and not just for selfish reasons, but just the idea of him being owned in fewer than 15% of fantasy leagues seemed ludicrous when you've got Sanders and Thomas working with you. Mike, do you view Cordero, Cordero Patterson uh, the same way you view Ty Montgomery? You know what, in deeper leagues, if you've got a roster spot that you're willing to burn or you've already got guys looking at the IR and, and perhaps uh, wasteland in terms of target counts, then we can put him on there as a watch guy uh, and, and hope that that role continues. But 
three carries, even with the explosiveness. We've been teased by Cordero Patterson in the past. Uh, I'm not willing to buy in unless there's just that absolutely uh, dreadful guy on the roster that I've decided I need to cut bait with. Plus, remember that touchdown came against the Jets. I know it's still factually a touchdown, <laughs> but you got to factor that in to the analysis. Fantasy Fix with Michael Harmon from SwollenDome.com. Mike, go back to last year. The Texans were number one in total defense, even though J.J. Watt was out with the back procedure. What's the outlook moving forward? Tricky matchup this week taking on the Patriots. Uh, when we look at the the Texans, I mean, you've got DeAndre Hopkins that you trust, a little bit of Lamar Miller, uh, but we're expecting to see more of Foreman going forward to split in uh, as well. They've already lost every tight end that, that played, so tough to, to get excited offensively, even if it does look nice with the New England defense on the other side of things. So I, I think I'm, I'm staying away for the most part. Uh, I've got a number two slot on, on Hopkins in the early uh, early teens, but beyond that, uh, it's a stay away. On the other side of that game, big favorites, uh, perhaps a little bit uh, too much so with that defense uh, that Houston brings to bear. But uh, one of those games that, you know, in terms of when we look at point totals, which is one of the tiebreakers when figuring out your fantasy line, it's actually one of the higher numbers for this week. C.J. Anderson, since he's been back with the Denver Broncos, has really been playing some good football, I think, helping Trevor Simeon out, Trevor Simeon out uh, tremendously. But after another strong performance, where does C.J. Anderson rank amongst running backs? Uh, we're going to get him up at the back end of that number one, so in that 9 to 12 range, and especially when you start seeing some of the attrition from the usual uh, stalwarts and, and guys that the other roles we thought were going to be better defined. I mean, look no further than LeGarrette Blunt, who's watching Darren Sproles take on a heavy workload, and, and we're seeing you know, LeGarrette Blunt blowing back at fantasy owners like so many have. Uh, and this week, you know, he's got the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, you know, that's going to bounce in one of those jolly old London games. Uh, so Anderson against Buffalo, top 10 rank, uh, you know, around the aforementioned Ty Montgomery, Melvin Gordon, uh, and Shady McCoy now drifting down into that territory given the uh, ineptitude of that Buffalo offense to date. It's the Fantasy Fix with Michael Harmon from SwollenDome.com. Mike, so many quality wide receivers to choose from. you got to make some critical decisions at that position. What would you do with Corey Coleman? He's banged up. Would you stash him on the bench, or is it time to work the waiver wire? Yeah, I think you're going to work the waiver wire just based on your expectations of the Cleveland offense altogether. I mean, some folks looking at Rashard Higgins, uh, nice matchup coming up against Indianapolis, but it's it's tough to carry a guy where it's a boomer bust kind of opportunity when you're looking at the Cleveland offense altogether to look at a short-term IR stint with no guarantee of return post-surgery. I know this Tennessee Titans team is much better with both backs in the backfield playing very well, but is Derek Henry going to take the starting job in Tennessee or should you stay and stick with playing DeMarco Murray? Yeah, DeMarco Murray drifts down towards the back end of the second running back, so still startable because you're going to get that double-digit touch count. But it looks like Henry, the more explosive back, the guy that's going to be able to open things up. Now, obviously, in this particular game, uh, it was a blowout victory over the well, the Jaguars, who looked so good in week one, uh, returned to earth uh, week two. So running downhill, that means more of Henry. So we'll, we'll wonder if, if that wasn't a little of it. If you know, it's his time and, and pacing DeMarco Murray's carries when you're ahead that much. But uh, going forward, we could see an equitable split and certainly around the goal line. I think we might start seeing more of Henry.
Mike, last one for me. Let's call it an overreaction Tuesday. I know he was coming back from the high ankle sprain, and the giant offensive line is a sieve, but not great numbers for Odell Beckham Jr. Only targeted five times, merely four catches. Eric Flowers. Yes. Who's your man? I mean, come on, you even had rumors and, and fake reporter tweets going out that there was a fight at halftime because of his ineptitude uh, and inability to slow things down. Uh, you know, the fact that he was back on the field uh, encouraging altogether because we didn't expect to see him probably for another two to three weeks based on your normal time frames of coming in from the high ankle sprain. Although he, he did a little bit of the Ben Roethlisberger calling it a six- to eight-week injury and then showing up here in week two. Uh, so we'll, we'll see uh, what's concerning is the lack of playmaking uh, on the rest of the receiving core. And obviously Brandon Marshall, the linebacker, took up for Brandon Marshall, the wide receiver who can't get separation. Sterling Shepard, his best play was on that Eli getting crushed and just floating it up to him. Uh, and Shepard grabs it out of, uh, snatches it out of the air and makes a decent gain out of it. Uh, I'm not going to worry about Odell just yet, but putting him back in those lofty parts of the rankings might be another couple of weeks away if they can't figure out a fix for Flowers. Mike, tremendous information as always. As a Northwestern alum, are you more proud of what you saw from Trevor Simeon with the four touchdown passes against Dallas or Mike Adamley's year as the host of American Gladiators? Well, American Gladiators, no question about it. I mean, Mike Adamley uh, was the standard that he did a little bit of XFL. So, you know, anytime you can bridge and show your versatility like that, we have to be proud of it. What do you think has happened to our favorite Gladiators? Where's Nitro right now? I think I saw him in the gym the other day. (laughs) I thought you were going to say he was pumping your gas. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate the information. We'll chat with you next week. Be good, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart. Live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.